may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. I always forget to get more water until I go on the air. And then my throat's all dry. I'm a warrior. I'm like Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to hate Cal Ripken Jr. because he played for the Orioles. And I don't like Maryland. And where's D.C. anyhow? Like, is it in Virginia? Is it in Maryland? Technically, Maryland. Technically. We, well, gave, we gave it to him. You all know how I feel about D.C. So screw you, Maryland. Screw you, Raiders. Ravens. Whatever you are, screw you. Not the Colts. That much I know. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. This Michigan-Iowa game is off the shiz. I was trying to tie it with 32 seconds left. I know none of you care. I'm not legally allowed to give play-by-play. No, I was just going to say that's highly illegal to play-by-play. Because yeah. that'd be so much fun. Yeah, there's rights involved. Well, technically, we're Westwood One affiliate, so we have rights to the tournament. Um, So we can do this, actually. Are we actually allowed to do it? <laughs> We'd have to get the lawyers involved oh, and boy. everything. But I'd, I'd say go for it. I think we could win it. I'm pretty sure we got this. Not enough people care. It's good basketball. It's March. Everybody should freaking care. I'm giving play-by-play a dub V when they're on, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm working. If you even show up. I am off the first two days of the tournament, but I won't be from that point forward. Also, we've got a great tournament giveaway contest, if you will, that we'll get to when we get to that time. Also, great Pittsburgh sports debate. March 14th. I need my snowflakes there. I need them dressed in white. I need them to carry me in like I'm a rock star. More details on that to follow as well. Got this tweet from Corey Biddle, at underscore Adam Crowley. That may have been one of the funniest takes ever. Hate the flag, hate the bow, love crabs, love the IC. A three on the way from Iowa, and he hits the rim. And now they foul Michigan, the tall white guy. It's always the white guys who can drill free throws. That's racist. Is it? I don't know. I feel like that's the thing you got to say sometimes. Black guys can hit free throws too. But anytime a small white guy gets fouled, I'm like, damn. He's drilling a couple here. Pitt basketball didn't drill anything all year long. And I've got a couple of questions regarding them. This came out today that Pitt basketball has the highest GPA, the highest grades in the ACC. So what does that mean? They're own 18. What should it mean? Because what it does mean is nothing. That's the equivalent of saying the fat, ugly girl has a great personality. Or fat, ugly man. Sexist. I feel like that's just what you have to say. The white guy missed the free throw! Let's go miss the other one, white guy! What should it mean? It should probably mean a lot. They are student-athletes, after all. He missed them both! Iowa coming down the floor! That's why you don't stereotype white guys, Crowley. Right there. Now the black guy shoots a three! He misses it! And the white guy gets the offensive rebound. The only reason I'm saying white and black is because (laughs) I don't know their names. Now John Beeline's freaking out. 
<laughs> He's Michigan's white coach. This is the greatest play-by-play app. <laughs> this is how the all should go. <laughs> now, okay, let's do a little cross-section here. Or, 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 or cross-study. What do you call it? I guess a study. So not at all cross-section. But I believe... Oh, no, another white guy got fouled. Or did he lose the basketball? No, he got fouled. All right, here we go. 92% free throws on the season from the white guy here. Oh, boy. He's 0 for 0 today. He drilled it. That's going to be ball game. That's going to be ball game. Michigan people on the bench are fired up. I think that good grades, graduating players, should be a huge deal. I mean, that's the number one reason that these athletes are supposed to go to school. But the numbers that are going to affect it more are wins and losses. And the fact that nobody's going to the Peterson Event Center anymore. So I think it should be a big deal, but it's not going to be a big deal. Not going to be a big deal in the slightest. And he can't be saved. Kevin Stallings. So when Kevin Stallings does get fired, he's going to get fired the second that Pitt loses their first ACC game in the tournament. Would you consider bringing in Sean Miller? The Arizona basketball coach. It's a cliched question. It's not the kind of question we typically ask on the Crowley show. It is your stereotypical sports question that needs to be asked because he was a Pitt alum. He's from the area. This dude might be a cheater, but it sounds like everyone's a cheater. And that old Baylor coach, the one that painted his murdered player as a drug lord, that guy still has a job. So if that guy's still got a job, all these cheaters are going to have jobs. Bobby Petrino still has a job. Hell, Rick Petino had a job until now. It was 15 strikes for Rick Petino before he finally got kicked out. Hell, North Carolina's had their issues, yet Roy Williams is still there. Sean Miller's going to get a job, and it sounds like he's going to stay at Arizona. But let's say eventually this all forces him out. If he's going to get a job somewhere anyway, why not give him the job here, Pitt? It's one of my philosophies. If I broke up with my girlfriend back in college and she wound up going out with one of my friends, at least my friend's happy. At least I'm okay with that. She's going to sleep with someone. Might as well sleep with Sorkin. She's going to sleep with someone. Might as well make it your friend. Then you know it's a good guy. Know that he's going to treat her right. That's the way I see it. Sean Miller's going to get a job if he gets fired from Arizona. Why not let it be the pit job? Why does Pitt get to have the moral high ground? They don't. They're 0-18 in the ACC in basketball games. They're going to lose another basketball game in the ACC tournament. This team is in desperate need of somebody new. This team is in desperate need of anybody to turn this basketball program around. And they're not in any position to be turning away good candidates because the good candidate might have done something wrong. Spoiler alert, the whole thing is wrong. Student-athletes aren't paid. The coaches, the administrations, the universities make millions of dollars off of these athletes. It's all wrong. So the fact that he cheats 
doesn't bother me. If you're one of the immoral fish in a pond with thousands and thousands and thousands of other immoral fish, I'm okay with it. Just win. If you're going to cheat, you better win. So I'm hiring that guy if he becomes available. I've thought the same way about a lot of different coaches. A couple years ago, West Virginia was considering firing Dana Holgerson, and I said, bring in Rank Kiffin. Why the bleep not? Bring in Bobby Petrino. Why the bleep not? D-bags? Sure. Winners? Yeah. Pitt's not in a position to be like, nah, we don't want that guy. He's been in too many Elite Eights. No! They didn't win a damn conference game! It's not time to start getting moral now. You know what's funny? I think most would be on board with me here. I think most Pitt fans would say, yes, please. But then, juxtapose that with that Kevin Stallings, for all his failures, seems to be doing things the right way. Kevin Stallings has the highest GPA of student-athletes in the ACC. And we're talking about Duke and North Carolina. Some good schools. Syracuse, good school. So Kevin Stallings is a great guy. I like him. Every time I've had an interaction with him, I like the guy. Seems like a good dude. Seems like he runs a clean program. Has to. I mean, my God, he's not paying these athletes. (laughs) They're not good enough. And then he's got them graduating. Or they're going to with the GPAs that they have. They're not getting into off-the-court trouble. Meanwhile, I'll flip it to Sean Miller, who's been accused of paying $100,000 for an athlete to come in. And I'm on your side, I think. The side of the majority, which is the side of, I'll take the immoral winner over the guy who helps the athletes become men and does things the right way. If you could tell me that Bob Huggins was going to cheat and West Virginia was going to win a national championship or he was not going to cheat and they were never going to win one, cheat away. What are they going to do? They're going to take it, right? That's what they do, right? They take it years later. Louisville didn't win the championship in 2011. No way. We took it away. doesn't count. Yeah, but I lived it, brother. It's all that matters. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Will Graves going to be joining me at 520. I guess I mischaracterized his hot take earlier. Will said that he thinks that Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston were the best actresses or actors. I guess they're all actors now, right? Is that what they say? Everyone's actors? Actors. Actors, sorry. They're the best actors in seasons one and two. I think all six of them are great. But if we extrapolate it over the course of the series, this one's going to piss people off. Because this one, this friend's character, is the most polarizing of them all. And that's Ross. Oh, boy. I thought David Schwimmer was excellent in that role. Ross's character was really annoying at times. Like, hey, dude, maybe don't sleep with the chick from the copy joint. 
Like, you have Jennifer Aniston. Why are you going to sleep with the chick with the short hair? Uh, what are you doing? So that pissed me off. They could never work it out. It was always his fault. That annoyed me. But some of the funniest they moments... They were on a break! And I'll actually agree with that, too. I mean, he's right about that, yes? Yes. He shouldn't have done it. Because... They were on a break. But they were on a break. Yeah. Like, technically, they're on a break. But some of the funniest moments in the history of that show were him. When he's in the bathroom with the leather pants... And he can't get him on, so he's making a paste to pull him up. That is hilarious physical acting. Some of the ways that he contorted his body and some of the ways that he changed his voice got me every single time. So to me, one of the funniest scenes of all time was the pivot scene. Hilarious! But people hate Ross. I think he might have been, and I've thought this for a while, I thought his acting was the best in the show. It was good acting. It really was. But you got to go outside of Friends to see exactly how his acting is. And then you go to something like Band of Brothers, and you watch David Schwimmer on there, and I kind of see Ross like yelling at people, and I never fully bought it. So I don't know if his acting chops are that great outside of that character of Ross. Does that make sense? It does. But I think that you're doing what a lot of people did to what's his face play George Costanza. Oh, he's great though. I yeah, I, I hear you though. Yeah, like well, I think outside. Costanza was a better character. Uh-huh, but outside of there, they compare his acting skills to yeah. And I think the same thing happens to him. And anytime I've seen Matt LeBlanc in anything, I'm always thinking Joey. Oh, it's got yeah, definitely always. Joey. And and none of them are really done all that much, other than Cox. They've all done cocks. <laughs> That's not how I meant to say that. And Jennifer Aniston. And I guess Matthew Perry's bounced around, but he had a bad drug problem. He's my favorite character in the history of TV. Uh, Chandler? Yeah, he's funny, man. Funny. Yeah. And he's had some stints. I mean, what was that, the whole nine yards? Um, yeah. He was in that. Um, uh, there were a couple other ones. They I keep trying them and stuff that doesn't work out, like Sunset 30 or whatever it was. That's one of the ones I yeah. was thinking of, yeah. And they ended that quick. They tried to do another version of the odd couple that just never, I think, resonated. Yeah, that was Does Friends dumb. still hold up, though, I guess is the question. Like, do, do Does my audience, I mean, I think Friends holds up, but does the audience that's listening right now, are they are they into Friends? I've never seen Friends. Get the hell out of here, no, Kellen. Really? I swear, I've never what seen the hell's wrong with you? Do you, have a, do you have a Netflix subscription? I do not, know. Well, what the hell? You're like the My worst millennial does. ever. Do you have TV? Because they rerun it at Infinitum on every channel. I, I've just never seen it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You got to watch it, man. I mean, First I probably like. You're going to produce this show. Friends is on your bucket gotta list know. now. Got to know. Do you watch The Office? What the hell is oh, wrong with dude, you, Kellen? I'm See, sorry. The, this is my fault because in the interview, I didn't ask him any of these questions. You did I not. Should have. It's, it's, it's this was, this was obviously a uh, deal breaker. My two favorite shows, The Office and Friends. Not sure what the order is, except I... No, I can't even do it. It's like Sophie's Choice. Can't pick one. Will Graves, though. This guy, he's now watching Friends for the first time, and he thinks he can make these overarching statements? I don't think so. He joins me next. And we'll talk sports, too. It's The Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Will Graves is one of our favorite guests here on the show. He joined me yesterday, in fact, and he tweeted this out 
I don't know if it was before the show or after the show, but we didn't talk about it yesterday, so we're bringing him on now to talk about it. He says, quote, My sleep pattern has been screwed for three-plus weeks, so I've taken a rewatching the first two seasons of Friends on Netflix. Takeaway, Aniston and Kudrow are like Jordan and Pippen, and the rest of the cast are the guys from the 96 Bulls just lucky to be there. Will now joins me on the show. Uh, how do you get away? How do you get off on having such a terrible opinion, Will? Hey, first of all, I'll be there for you, Crowley. Oh, uh, what a big missed opportunity there. And, 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 and could your point be any more wrong? Hey, there you go. <laughs> Friends is I mean, one of my favorite shows of all time. Or look, I, look, it came out when I was in college. It was a certain nostalgia for me. Um, and just sort of, I wanted something kind of mind-numbing. And, you know, I'm in Korea. I'm waking up at 4 in the morning because my body thinks it's 6 at night or whatever. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, I need something to kill time. So I just started rewatching it. And I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sort of, when you rewatch it, you're sort of stunned at just how good Kudrow is and how good Anderson is and like how sort of okay everybody. I mean, like they're professionals, right? I mean, you could say that like, you know, uh, Matthew Perry is kind of like Steve Kerr. He's going to knock down his jokes. And you could say that, you know, Joey and Matt LeBlanc is sort of the, the Tony Kukoc with the, with the good hair and, I mean, you can draw these comparisons, but it's like they're playing. I mean, Kudrow is definitely playing a different game. And, uh, you know, Jennifer Anderson, hey, by the way, just ridiculously smoking hot. I mean, it's like staggering how hot yeah. she, she was back in the early seasons. But I don't know. I mean, where are you at with this? I think that David Schwimmer was fabulous throughout the entire series. And actually, I thought his character kind of developed – more as the seasons went along, and his comedy got better as the seasons went along. A lot of people don't love the character because he's a whiny little bitch, but I thought that he was fabulously acting that part. Uh, I mean, it is a thankless role. It is sort of the, the Rodman, hey, just go get some rebounds and do all the dirty work for everybody else, and we'll make you the butt of the jokes most of the time. Uh, but he, uh, I just, I don't know, he's just so doofy. That's just the word that, I mean, like, and it's interesting, I think, if you had to rank all of their uh, post-careers, his is probably the lowest yes. profile because he's just kind of a doofy guy, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I'm watching him in Band of Brothers. Brian and I talked about this in the last segment because this is what we spent our time on today. He, <laughs> it just, it's just basically Ross Geller yelling at everyone, and, and, and it's difficult to separate him from that. Maybe that's not his fault, but I couldn't see it as anything different. Right. I mean, even as you're watching, you know, even as, even as you're watching the show, you're still sort of like, why did, I mean, you can see where Rachel was, I guess, looking for something stable and, you know, she, she ditched, you know, she's a rich, little rich girl and she, you know, breaks up with the orthodontist and she's looking for, you know, she has her fling with uh, the Italian guy. Paolo. Yeah. But I mean, like, you, uh, her, I will, I mean, her timing and her ability, her character was definitely more well-drawn. Um, than some of the other ones. I mean, a lot of them, like, they're sort of one notey, especially, like, Courtney Cox's character is basically like this. Oh, she's like Bob Saget in Full House, but, like, yes. younger and hotter. Like, she's OCD, and she's sort of the straight man, and it's, but whatever. I mean, but, and, and Kudrow, I mean, my God. Like, it's... She's the, I mean, best, it's, she's the best female character as far as I'm concerned. No, I mean, and, and, and you know, look at her post-career. I mean, she had that HBO show where she was, like, a washed-up... TV starts, I mean, whatever, I, I didn't watch it, but, I mean, she just, like, her character is just, A, 
fully realized and just sort of, I mean, her timing is impeccable. Uh, that being said, I will say this, you know, there's some 90s-ish stuff there, but I mean, like, on the whole, you can watch it for 22 minutes and it's still pretty funny. And I can't say that a lot about stuff that I thought was funny, you know, 20, 25 years ago. It definitely holds up. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Will Graves joining me to talk about the very topical topic of friends. Uh, Will. Who are you? I mean, which archetype are you, by the way? Pardon? Are you, are you Chandler with like a, a dash of like Ross in there? Are you are you a Gunther type just behind a coffee bar being snarky? I mean, no, that's cer- that's certainly not me. I I would definitely say I'm more in the Chandler type because I'm just obnoxious as all get out, and I make a lot of jokes and I'm uncomfortable, and I'm uncomfortable a lot. Will, what about you? <laughs> Who are you? Which let's let's become I mean, I, a, let's I'm become a Buzzfeed quiz. My, my wife would tell you I'm pretty doofy myself, so. I mean, I, I probably am. I, mean, I will say this. I mean, when I remember one-liners, I remember, like, Chandler's. I mean, I certainly identify with his inability to sort of, like, score uh, with women. I mean, my God, I was watching the, the – my, one of my favorite episodes is, like, the one where Julia Roberts is the oh girl from, from You're from just living vicariously school. through him? Yes, and one of the, and and just sort of when she said like when she had to come online to him and he looks around and he's like nobody was there to hear that <laughs> you know I mean like some of it when I remember as I'm watching this episode I go oh I'll remember this and then like it's always a Chandler line for the most part um, but they had I mean I don't know it's just sort of I don't want to watch a lot of TV anymore my kids bizarrely have gotten into Full House not Fuller House but like the original Full House which is sort of odd and you're watching that and cringing because it was my little sister watched it when we were kids but I was a little too old um I just like the friends is like I made them watch an episode yesterday it was probably a little too risque for eight and six but uh I don't know man it's just sort of like a it's just like you just feel okay like you're watching it and it's not trying to be more than it is right right and 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 you realize how much of a ripoff how I met your mother which I never oh, really got into thank you because I uh, there are a lot of people right now that are tweeting me that saying friends is trash and I guarantee you by looking at their pictures I can tell that they're into how I met your mother and how I met your mother which <laughs> I I was okay with it it was fine it's it's a watered down version of friends there I said it well, I, mean, I think with these with these shows, I mean, look, I, I bailed on probably after the Vegas wedding that wasn't real or whatever, like I, this season five or six. Like, I think I bailed after that. I think it's hard in general, no matter how talented the actors are, to kind of keep different iterations of, you know, storylines well, going. Well, then Rachel's going to sleep with, shit with Joey. Three, if you put the first three, whatever, the first three seasons, the one where he's marrying the British girl and he says Rachel at the... Um, he oh, says, man. He, he that's so classic. Spoiler alert, in case anybody missed that. Kelly. Um, you know, like th- that is that's as good as any as any first three seasons of any sitcom, uh, at least in the last. I mean, in my lifetime. Well, because Seinfeld season one blew. Well, they called it the Seinfeld Chronicles, right? I mean, yes. so it wasn't really. I mean, the, the, but the good thing about Seinfeld is you can sort of just go into any sign. I mean, there is no like through line. I mean, they just sort of like riffed. It was every week was twenty-two minutes of just random stuff. Right. And that's, but there was so they didn't have the pressure of outside of George, Mary, and Susan. They didn't have that pressure of trying to kind of keep our Ross and Rachel going to get together. What's going to happen with Chandler and Monica? Or I mean, all that. So they didn't have to do that. Uh, but you're right. I mean, really, after the first, you know, I found. I mean, after the first couple of shows, you could kind of see once they got LeBlanc's hair right, like you could see where they were going. So. <laughs> I love that we're talking about this. Me too. No, this is more fun. 
This is cathartic. I mean, it really is. Uh, Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. So one of my favorite things about Friends is that they used relationships very well to their advantage. Of course, the Ross and Rachel thing was huge. But I think that they actually used Chandler and Joey very well, too. That they were almost the other romantic couple because when <laughs> when they when they broke up and moved to different right. apartments oh my right. god my heart hurt for chandler man oh i know and it's um you know it, it's funny i actually just watched that i mean I, I literally the last three or four days I've, i i watched that little arc there where adam what's his name the guy that was in saving private ryan was like this crazy roommate that that chandler brought See in pals. and, and um <laughs> You know, um, to be fair, and that's another one of the great things about the show. I mean, they had great character actors, you know, that would sort of, I mean, the woman that was Janice, I mean, you can't, oh, great you know, character. like, you, you just, yeah, and, and to be fair, as you're watching this, like, you could see where they were sort of setting Chandler and Monica up, like, the whole way, you know, I mean, and, and, but you're right, I mean, there was, I mean, look, I was a guy, I'm, I'm literally three to five years younger than these people when they're going through this stuff. I'm, I was, I remember me and my college roommates on Dallas Street in Morgantown, like, watching it before we'd go out on Thursday night. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, I'm sort of right there. I mean, we were basically, there, there's a, we had multiple Joeys and multiple Chandlers, and I don't know, we didn't really have a Ross, because none of us were that smart, but, you know, you're right. I mean, they definitely sort of captured the bromancy part of it, um, which is, you know, for, for a certain age and for a certain period of your life, I mean, that's important stuff. So Vince Commonal, friend of the show, friend in real life, he just texted me and he said his fiance and him are watching Cheers from season one. He said they don't make sitcoms like that anymore. It stands the test of time. Cheers does hold up. I think Friends yeah. holds up. I think Seinfeld's brilliant, but a lot of their situations are fixed by modern technology. Look, my wife is uh, seven years younger than I am, and she does not get Seinfeld at all. I mean, I think you either had to be sort of in the in the moment, or you know, like it's not somebody. I don't know offense. I don't think millennials are dropping in. Out well, I love Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. Of, of people who were who are woke like yourself, who yeah, are pop culturally woke like yourself, they're not dropping in and and thinking Seinfeld. Funny, you're right because technology sort of solves ninety five percent of their problems. So. Um, but, but there is something just, I mean, everybody wants to be 25 living in New York city, having, you know, a car, a rent control department, um, and their best friends across the hall and everybody for the most part is attractive and, um, okay. You know, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. For the most part, who the hell is not attractive? I don't know. I mean, a swimmer, like if you're picking them out of a yeah. lineup, I think if you're ranking them in order, right. I how mean, did like, he get, how did he get Rachel? What you, what's that? How the hell did he get Rachel? No, I mean, right. It's, I mean, that's because he was a he was a jealous, awful human being in that relationship too. I can't believe we're talking about this for thirteen minutes, but whatever. That's right. I mean, it's but, but that's I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it, there's a little bit of fan. There's sort of how do you get nerds to watch a show? Get the nerd to hook up with a hot chick, and that's sort that's of what true. happened there, right? I mean, I mean, close your mind. when you say Jennifer Anderson, and, it, and I'm 43. Okay, if the first image. Is not her on the cover of Rolling Stone? Absolutely. With like her butt in, in black and white, with her butt sort of out of focus. And then your second image isn't her in a Princess Leia outfit. Then like you're doing it wrong. Okay. So, uh, but that being said, I think because they were opposites, I think the character, like the romance, I, everybody was pumped when they hooked up, right? I mean, everybody was sort of pumped. But I think that's because we're thinking, oh my god, if this dude can get Jennifer Aniston, then we can get Jennifer Aniston. I think it was part of that there. Yeah, that's a good point by you. What about the ancillary characters? Let's go, let's go deeper. Obviously, Paul Rudd was great. Uh, when Paul Rudd came in at the end, he was the perfect character to be with Phoebe. 
So right. that was fabulous. I love Jack I, Geller. Jack Geller, Monica Geller's dad, was a great character. Oh, Elliot, uh, Elliot uh, what's his name? Yes, um, the, the Jewish guy. He's always farting. <laughs> I, you know what? Who, you know who's um, Tom Selleck is like his uh, yeah. his role as Monica's boyfriend is is real. I mean, really funny. I mean, it's. I mean, he really has got uh, just interesting, fabulous. His timing is great. I mean, my God, that. Where the boys, the guys try to like be like him, and so Chandler grows a mustache and he walks, and he's like, "Man, when puberty hits, that's going to be great." I still use that like twenty plus years later because it's still funny. It's still funny. I mean, I think they use Gunther like it's weird. Yes. They had Gunther in the background in season one, and he didn't say anything, and then they were just like, "Hey, let's just start giving this guy some wine," you know. And I think he was great as like the jealous, you know. As I mean, they had the weird part was they. This is totally random. One night, uh, and I know it's because it's, it's, I just watched it a couple nights ago. Like, there's in season one, Phoebe is like crying on the street corner. Some guy walks by, runs by, and drops a condom. Right? It's her and brother. Like, hey, and, and then like the next season, it's Giovanni Ribisi, and the next season, that guy's her brother, which right. I thought was sort of odd. I'm impressed with your knowledge here, by the way. This is my, you know you must. So you don't my, have any. You don't have any life at all. I mean, I don't have a life, but you're supposed to have a life. So this is interesting. I well, maybe I didn't watch any thing other than sports as I grew up and I, I I really never listened to music or anything until I got in that like halfway through high school and I also had a severe anxiety disorder so every night before bed I couldn't fall asleep unless my sister and I were watching Friends together and then she'd like scurry on over to her room and go back to sleep I was that big of a baby so we would watch Friends every night Every night until I would fall asleep. So I'm just, I, I do know it backwards and forwards so much so that I will tell you, as a guy who used to smoke and sometimes might dabble, <laughs> my favorite ever line from the show is Gunther whenever he smokes Chandler's cigarette and goes, Oh, dark mother, once again I suckle at your smoky teeth. <laughs> it's a great line. Good takes today, Will. Appreciate you taking the time, buddy. When are we going to do our sports night chat? Because I'd love to have that sometime. Maybe next time. That Maybe is pop a... culture time with Uncle Will. Yes, we, we need to do that. That we should just do that every week. We should just break down that this kind of stuff. Hey, if it beats talking about the draft or like the second power play, like I'm all for it. Will, so. what, what's your hand size? <laughs> Big enough. Goodbye. Okay. Big enough. Bye. Will Graves, Associated Press, dropping the friends' knowledge. Okay, he he brought it with the Bulls analogy. He nailed it. That's fine. I think each of the characters kind of became their own, to draw another basketball analogy, they became able to create their own shots as the series went along. Like, any one of them could have carried a series at the end. I don't know if any one of them could have carried the series at the beginning. I think Will's right about that. This has been a timely conversation about friends. It's the Crowley Show. He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. That was such a blast from the past. We're going to do that every week, I think, with Will Graves. TV time with Will. We have to, right? Well, transparency, just... we haven't stopped talking about this the entire break. No. I, so now I want to kind of... I kind of want to pivot to different sort of 
sitcom talk. Because I think Friends holds up, and I think Cheers holds up. Cheers is really good. I've only seen that once through, though, so I can't sit here and be like, oh, I know everything about Cheers, but that holds up. Seinfeld, I still love because I loved it when I was young because I'm hashtag woke, like Will Graves said. But I don't know if it holds up for everyone. And let's get some let's get some listener involvement here at underscore Adam Crowley. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Does Seinfeld hold up? Because curb is great. And it's because curb is more current. And they can also use big big boy words. They can. There's no censorship with curb. Right. It's adult Seinfeld, almost. It is. But the characters in Seinfeld, even if the plot lines don't hold up, the characters themselves do hold up for me. And I think that as Friends moved along, it did the same thing. Now, if you're a How I Met Your Mother fan and you're not a Friends fan, say that five times fast, then F you. Especially when you throw that extra F in there. (laughs) Screw you. Seriously. I liked How I Met Your Mother. I really did. First three seasons of How I Met Your Mother I thought were great. Because... Very relatable. It's a friends kind of show where they sit there and they drink alcohol and they're trying to get laid and they have relationships and it's just, it's life. And I watched that in college. But if you like that, you've got to like friends. You can't like one and not the other. No, not at all. And if you want to go to How I Met Your Mother and you say, look, I love that show, let's be real honest about this. Barney. That's 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 the thing. I like Marshall too. Marshall's cool, but Barney's the draw there, man. Barney is the draw. I went through phases. In college, I went out to the bar when Leanne and I broke up. I was a lost soul. I always say, if I was alone, I wanted to be with people. If I was with people, I wanted to be alone. My life sucked because I I dated Leanna for years. I didn't know how to date in college. So I would wear a suit to this place called The Cellar which is right across the street from where I lived. And you, it was it was underground, and it was seedy, and it's where everyone went to drink underage, and it was just bleh. I mean, it was nasty. Like, people were doing it in the bathroom. I was making out with people on poles. It was 99-cent pinchers. But meanwhile, I'm there wearing a suit. So I was Barney. But then I was also Marshall because Marshall's only ever been with Lily, and I had only ever been with Leanna, and I don't mean that in the biblical sense. I had only ever dated her. So when they broke up, I stopped watching. Like, when Lily and Marshall broke up, that's where I stopped watching because I was going through all the same stuff. I was like, I can't watch this garbage now. It's just bringing bad stuff This up. is awful. It's bad juju, man. But so I think, like, with Will, he was younger, and he went through all the stages probably of the Friends characters, and he said he related to Chandler. I went through the stages... With them as well, but also with how I met your mother because of where I was in my life. See, I could relate with Chandler because, you know, I'm always making smart-ass comments, as you can attest to. And I've never been great with with the ladies. Like, it almost had to be, like, I'd have to have someone, like, I don't know, move into the apartment next to me. Or I'd have to meet someone at the apartment pool. Or I'd have to go get my hair cut. You know, like, that's the sort of thing. Like, it's accidental. I've never had the kind of game where I'd walk up. I'd make uncomfortable jokes. Because, again, I'm the guy, when I get a little bit uncomfortable, I'm going to make some bad jokes. You really do, man. I do. You really do. Like, the last time you answered your phone after, or the first time, I suppose, after that you answered your phone after the blood clot. Yeah. You say to the phone, I'm still alive, man. (laughs) What's up? Yeah. Brian LaMartina, still alive. It's just what you do. Uncomfortable situation. Yeah, it makes me feel better. It gets me through them. 
I, I get Chandler, man. I get Chandler, too. And he always used comedy to distance himself away from awful situations. And his romance reminds me a lot of my romance with my wife, with Monica, mm-hmm. because I'm fairly sure Leanne is Monica. Ah. With a little bit of Phoebe, because Leanne is weird, but she's also, she is anal, is all get out. Like, our house, you could eat off the floor if it were up to her. She's, like, scrubbing, cleaning, oh doing God. it all. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, that's that's why I could never go with a Monica, because uh, she would throw me out. <laughs> see, <laughs> we've been close there. Blake tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. That 70s show is overrated, IMO. Always Sunny is good. I like that 70s show. That's another one that you put on at night, I think, and you could just fall asleep to it because yeah. you don't really care if you miss the rest of the episode. I like Always Sunny because they push push the envelope. That's my favorite. I didn't love that at first, and then I once Frank came in, I was like, this is great. Yeah, their social commentary, it's on the level of like when South Park first came out, The yeah. Simpsons. It's They tackle things that like no other TV TV show has the balls to tackle at all. Frank, brilliant character. We've all got a little bit of Charlie in us. Mac, oh, that's just beautiful right there. I mean, that 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 lightning storm inside his head, the contradiction of what he wants to be and what he is, that's beautiful, man. And Sweet D, I got a little bit of a crush on Sweet D. She terrifies me to my core. Oh, I, I would, me and Sweet D, we would have, we would make sweet love. That's what me and Sweet D would do. So you'd give her the, never mind. Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Seinfeld definitely holds up. I still watch it regularly, and I love How I Met Your Mother and Friends. Kind of the same thing. They are the same thing, but I don't think Seinfeld's plot lines hold up. I think the characters hold up. See, I'll tell you the one thing about Seinfeld that does kind of hold up is it's about these awkward situations that every human That's finds true. themselves Waiting in. in a Chinese and you can restaurant. get into the specific stuff like that, but it really comes down to human interaction and making funny things out of things that you would never think we're funny you know i mean like anxieties like um someone who always comes over your apartment and you know those sort of little things they all i think we can all relate to them but you're right a lot of that the technology has taken a lot of the relevance of seinfeld out of the way well i just think that maybe it really doesn't in the way that i was describing but i think that too many young people might not give it a chance because well, this could be settled with one phone call, you know, and I, I think that that might be what makes it not hold up to some youths is that it's just I'm not going to watch this. It's so 90s. It's so 80s looking. You have the bass that drops at the beginning of every episode, whenever Jerry's giving his really not all that funny stand up. And I think that might drive some people to not want to watch it on the reruns. But if it's on and I'm in bed at night, I'm not watching anything other than. Friends or Seinfeld, whatever old rerun it is. And now Modern Family's joined that list. Mm. I think that show is brilliant. That's a good show. It really Very is. Very well show. written. Yep. It, it's funny characters in there. Uh, Phil Duffy. Great. Phil Dunphy. Uh, great. Uh, absolutely hilarious. A little bit of him in every one of yes. them. Yes. He is my father in law. And his wife, again. Hey, sorry, sweet D, but kind of got a crush on her, too. She was in Boston Legal. Yeah. Which was, oh, they canceled that show far too early. And they still have not put that on Netflix. Like, I need Boston Legal again in my life. I hope I watch it again at some point. Great show. But the great thing, and she got, she looks better now than she did when she was young. But I suppose that's besides the point. That show, to me, is the flag bearer of the current day 
sitcom. Yeah. Because I don't put The Office in that category. I don't put Parks and Rec in that category. I think that they're hilarious. I think they're, I, I actually like them better than I like Modern Family, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them sitcoms. Yeah. They're like mockumentary style. Yeah, they're kind of like yeah. I get I get where you're coming. Although I from, suppose but, so is Modern but Family. Mo- but well, Modern Family kind of does come from a classic like sitcom thing. But the characters are so beautifully written that it's it, it just seems like I mean you can re- you can again relate to it because that's kind of exactly what it is. It is Modern Families. That's what right? happens, you know. And you've got you've got classic guys. You got Al Bundy in that damn show. He's other than Phil Dunphy, he's the best character. Yeah, and and I mean the fact how he deals with Manny, his kid who's complete opposite of him and the smart kid who's into the finer things where where and I'll just call him Al Bundy because that's how I yes. know when Al Bundy is all about like being a man, you know, being a football guy, that sort of thing. Yeah, he's basically the same character. He really is. Yeah, just older. Yes. And likes his wife. <laughs> it, it just it uh, well, it's it's so great though the way that the show is written. One of my favorite lines. You have the gay couple, and the one gay man says to the other gay man, the Chicago Blackhawks, and he goes, "They can name a team that." <laughs> Let's go to Hunter now. Next up on the Crowley Show, what's up, man? Hey, Adam, how's it going? Good, dude. What's on your mind? Uh, so you know, I, I agree with you that a lot of the Seinfeld stuff doesn't hold up. Um, today in terms of plot lines. Um, but I don't know if you're familiar with it. There's a Twitter account called Modern Seinfeld. One of the best on Twitter. Is, yeah, it's unreal. I, I, I'll go on sometimes, and they only tweet every couple of months, and I'll just read through some of them, and they're they're unbelievable. Thanks for the call, man. You think? Yeah. Well, you know what? First, what do you think of Friends? Uh, Friends is very good. Um, I, I like some parts, like sections of the show um better than than others um but you know it's it's a it's a good show um i agree with you that how i met your mother is kind of a duplication show um it it was okay but friends is friends is a classic appreciate it man do i have to pretend like big bang theory is good oh i used to watch it in college because my roommates would watch it and i'd either be high or drunk so I thought it was great at the time. Seriously, my junior year of college, I was never sober. I mean, never. That's it's the reason why I had to stay an extra Smith. I mean, I I mean, five days a week, I'm not sober. I'm not even I'm not even exaggerating. So when I watch it now, it's nostalgic. I'll throw it on and be like, oh, I remember I remember watching this in college. But it's also, to me, just terrible. Yeah, there's not a lot going on in that. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's down it. It's basically... I don't relate to those people. No, not at all. I'm not nowhere near smart as they're supposed no. to be. Um, I mean, I guess Sheldon sometimes is a funny guy. I like the quirkiness of it. But for real, it's, it's one of those things where it seems like it's all forced. Like, this kind of situation really wouldn't happen. And you could say stuff like that about other sitcoms. Like, oh, yeah, friends, how do they afford apartments so big? That's not realistic. You know, that sort of thing. They're in Manhattan. What the hell? But it's like the relationships are more realistic. Look, I'm telling you right now, Leonard is not getting Penny in real life. No! No, Penny is full-on married way before Leonard ever gets the chance. But we see Ross, I see Ross walking around at the mall with Rachel every damn day. Every damn day. Yep. I mean, Leanne is much more attractive than I am, and... I can't believe she settled. Yeah, you like Ross and Rachel a little bit. Yeah. 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 Sorry, David is or, uh, Ross isn't that ugly, so don't worry about it, man. That's true. No, he's. I mean, he's, I'm an average guy. He's an average-looking guy too. I mean, he's. But he's jealous. Just. Ugh. I don't. I don't know how that happened. Coming up next.
Tim Benz, I'm sure he's got opinions on all of this. And I asked a bunch of sports-related questions in the first segment of the show, and I've neglected them for the last 40 minutes. So I will ask them of Tim Benz next. It's the Crowley Show.